Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. There's a kingdom principle that I think the Lord just really showed to me during this break. I missed y'all for a couple weeks, a week and a half really. But there's a kingdom principle I think is so important for us to understand and to know and to remember. There's a way of the world that tells us that you'll find cover if you hide. Listen to this. There's a way of the world that says you will find cover if you hide. The kingdom of heaven says you'll find cover if you come out. Listen, 1 John 3 helps us understand this. Many of us spend a lot of our lives trying to hide and pretend something we are that we are not. The beautiful picture of what we are is that you can step fully into light here. And when you do, you get cover from the people around you, says 1 John 3. Check it out. Very important passage. But if you've come in this room today and you think, man, I don't have anything to give anyone during this conversation time. Hold up, just come on out into the light. Because when you understand this, that every single one of us in this room is prone to wander, but he is prone to chase. And he has chased each one of us in this room. So maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, man, I, I don't got anything to give. I pray in 2022, you realize what you can give and what you're allowed to be a part of. You can step right on in. But the kingdom principle that I think is so important as we have this share time is you don't got to hide anything. You step right on out into the light and get cover from those around you. That's why that time is so strange and so hard because I don't, I don't want people to see me. Because if you see me, you might reject who I am. You might see me and you might not love me. Our vision for this church is that we want to be a part of a kingdom movement, growing together by loving God and loving the world. One of those keys is, listen, we're gonna grow together. And listen, would you give somebody grace? If that happens to you in the room, would you just give somebody grace? Because they're in the process of growing, but so are you and so am I. And so together we lock arms in unity and we move toward this thing and advancing the kingdom and seeing God's grace multiplied in my life and yours. And part of the experience of Jesus is right here. So that time, it might seem frivolous, it might seem ridiculous, but there's a real special point in it. Press into the weird, and I believe God will honor that and he'll bless it. Hey, uh, if you want, these things are ready, hot off the press for you guys. 21 days of prayer and fasting starts today. So if you need a prayer, uh, a, a physical copy, I encourage you, I like paper. I'm weird. I like a paper. I'm an old school guy. So on your way out today, you can get one of these paper copies. If not, you can scan this QR code and you can get the digital copy on your phone. Join us in this. If you're brand new to this, it's okay. In the very beginning of this book, you're going to see some instructions. I encourage you to check those out. It's just going to help you understand that you can start anywhere. Pray about it and see what God tells you. You say, Jay, I don't understand. You will. Just step on in by faith and watch what happens. But every day, check this out. We've written an individual uh, like time with the Lord for you just to engage. 
And I encourage you, how you start this, if you'll just do this, just open this thing up by faith if you don't know how to start, and you say, God, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I think you might, so help me understand some things, all right? <laughs> In your own words, you say, really? Is that easy? And then see what happens. And then in the journey, we've, on this side, you've already seen, I've already started writing. You just, just write what God tells you by faith. And then for 21 days, would you do this every single day with us? And at the end of the 21 days, I want to tell what God has done. Let's just see what he does. Who knows? I think it's going to be really, really special. So if you've got your Bibles today, I want to start where this starts for us. And we're going to be in Zechariah 4, and I want to read a passage to you guys. Before we do that, can we just pray? Maybe you need God to speak to you. Ask him to speak to you. I believe he's going to talk to us clearly today. Father, today, uh, we're just so thankful. That's all the words that's in my heart is just thank you. And God, but we come in this room to start another year, and some of us are excited, and some of us are worried, and some of us are afraid. But, but Lord, you have anointed your church to declare good news to those who are without, who feel need, who feel hurt, who feel wounded. And God, I pray that you would pour out your presence upon us in this day, that this would be the year of your favor upon Midtown, that we would continue to see uh, captives set free. Those who have been in bondage much of their life, God, I know that you want to set free, but you want to use each one of us in this room to be a part of your work. So ignite us today to do those things you've called us to do this year. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Zechariah 4, 1 through 7. I want to read this passage to you. It says, Then the angel who had been talking with me returned and, and woke me. Wouldn't that be weird? The angel was talking to him. What would you do? And he woke you up at night. As though I had been asleep. So he wasn't asleep. He'd probably passed out because he had an experience with an angel and he freaked out. <laughs> he woke him up. Hey, hey, wake back up. Come on. I know I'm terrifying. Check this out. And he says, Zechariah, what do, you, what do you see now? He asked. And I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl of oil on top of it. Around the bowl are seven lamps, each having seven spouts with wicks. And I see two olive trees, one on each side of this bowl. Then I asked the angel, what are these, my Lord? What do they mean? Don't you know, the angel asked. No, my Lord, I replied, I don't know. Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Nothing, not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it, may God bless it. May God bless the reading of his word today. Father, just speak to us through your word. We're here to listen. Now, the writer Zechariah had an encounter with angels, the angel of the Lord, who shared with him some visions, some dreams, if you will, gave him a vision but here's what's going on. It's so important to understand what's going on in this passage. And a lot of the Old Testament prophets, kind of those stories kind of meld together and they actually go hand in hand. 
But Zerubbabel is basically the governor of this people set apart and sent back out of Babylon back to Israel to build back the temple, okay? And Zechariah is receiving a vision from God of what to say to the leaders and all of these people, which is about 50,000 people. They're gonna rebuild this temple that was absolutely destroyed. Every stone turned off of the other by the Persian army. But listen to this. Hundreds of years before they were sent back, the prophet Isaiah wrote this in Isaiah 45. He says, this is what the Lord says to his anointed to Cyrus, very specific name whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and I will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name, Cyrus. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow on you a title of honor, though you do not acknowledge me. Whoa, that, that'll screw you up a little bit. <laughs> now, here's what's so important about this passage. Hundreds of years before anything happens, the prophet Isaiah speaks this word about a guy named Cyrus who's gonna be anointed by God to do God's work. Here's what you need to realize now, hundreds of years later, do you remember Daniel in the lion's den? Remember when he sees the writing on the wall and then the Persian army invades and takes over, right? That's what takes place. So then fast forward 70 years and, and the Jewish tradition says, Three kings later, two or three kings later, I can't remember, you see Cyrus the Great show up in Persia. Daniel from Daniel in the lion's den is getting very old, but he's still there. Jewish tradition says that Daniel gets the scroll of Isaiah, brings it to Cyrus and says, look, your name is written right here. In response to this, Cyrus says, well, why not? Y'all go build it. And you know what? I'll pay for the whole thing. The word hundreds of years earlier, written by a guy who has no idea what to do, just moved by the spirit of God. God was writing a story from the beginning. Is God not just way more than maybe we would have given him credit? Are you worried about 2022? When I read a story like this, I'm like, you know what? I ain't worried about a thing. You know who's in charge? Who's in control? Do you know who God is using? Even the people you think are absolutely devoid of God's spirit. God's like, I'm in, I'm in all of it. I'm going to use them. <laughs> they think they're going to mess up my plan. <laughs> I created this whole thing. <laughs> that may be a little arrogant. I bet God's not probably like that. But you know what I mean? Like, God's different. He doesn't think like we think. But he's showing up and showing out. And I believe this is such a powerful story for us to understand. He continues on and he says, I'm the Lord and there is no other. Apart from me, there is no God and I will strengthen you, Cyrus, though you have not acknowledged me. So I'm gonna give you strength and you, you haven't even acknowledged me. But guess what? I'm behind the scenes doing all this work, but I'm gonna do it for something to come. 
so that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, people may know that there's none beside me. I am the Lord and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and I create disaster. I, the Lord, do all of these things. In other words, listen to this. When God wants to do a thing, nothing can stop that thing. When God wants to do a thing, nothing can stop a thing. And you say, listen, Jay, that's great for the prophets who have heard God say something cool. I ain't never heard God tell me nothing. I wanna tell you, he has told you something. Would you receive the word from the Lord that he gave to you? I believe Paul alludes that this is actually an allusion to 1 Corinthians 3 that says, do you not know that you are God's temple? When he says, listen, it's not gonna be by might or by power, those two words are very important. It's by his spirit. And then Paul tells us, hey, listen, are some of you trying to build God's temple in yourself through your might, through your power? It's by God's spirit. Do you not know that you are the temple of God? Don't you know who you are? And that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy. Don't you know who you are? And you, listen, you are that temple. But that wasn't created by your might. It's not created by your power. It's created by the spirit of the living God. And the spirit of the living God is able to be imparted to you, not by your efforts, but on the efforts of God himself through the person of Jesus Christ. And listen, I want to tell you, if the Holy Spirit has never come upon you, I believe that he can and he will. You say, what? That door is opened through the person of Jesus. But the Holy Spirit comes upon us to do a work and access is the Holy Spirit comes upon you that they might be my witnesses. Have you come to trust Jesus? Do you want to do something with him? He wants to do it with you. Now back to the story. Has he told us anything? He has told us something. Jesus' final words were, would you go and would you make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you? And remember this, I am with you always to the end of time. Would you believe that in 2022? What if, listen, imagine this. What if we were to believe that together? What if you believed that you had one mission in 2022? And it was given to you by God himself. Go, you, go, 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 go. You're like, but I don't know where to go. Good, it's not by your power, nor by your might, nor your understanding. So would you go? Wait on him. He'll tell you everything. You don't need to be afraid, little one. Are you scared? Don't be. Get ready. Because 2022 is going to be like any other year ever. The word might is super important because might actually infers this idea of a lot of people. 
You, anybody ever, when you were younger, maybe even now, you're not, you're not so old that you wouldn't remember this, but remember like walking in with your crew, you know, like your people? You got a little bit more confident, right? And when you were with your crew, like the octave went a little bit higher. Maybe the octave's not the word. Like the, the decibel level went a little bit higher, right? Because we were a little bit more confident in, in, our, in our people, you know? It's in our nature to be confident with people like us. But this instruction was, hey, listen, don't look around you and get confident because of how many people are around you. Nor by power, which is just the, the, the potential inside of yourself, which is all we ever hear today. You have potential in yourself. And I'll say, fine. <laughs> Hope you do something special. I don't know. <laughs> but I believe there's something more and God wants to give you something so much more than you have in yourself. He wants to give you his very presence. And many of us have access to that presence. We just haven't received who we are. Do you know you're the temple of the living God? Don't you know who you are? So we don't focus on our might and we don't focus on our power. We focus on real might and power that we have available for the work that he's called us to. So how does this work? And then I want to finish by saying this. So is this, Jay, is this like, hey, we sit back and we just be like, all right, I'll wait for him, you know? Like, not by might nor by power, so I guess we'll just chill until he just shows up, right? This is what one commentator said, and I really like this. He said, it is not this. He says, it's not I do everything and God does nothing. It's not, I do nothing and God does everything. It is not, I do all I can and God helps with what I can't. Each of these approaches falls short. The key is this, for me by faith to rely on his might, the king of heaven's armies. It's his might. It's his crew. <laughs> when I rest in that, and I rely on it more and more than I do the work that he's called me to do. Here's what I have learned. He shows up when I don't think he will. I want to tell you just personal experience. I'm nothing special, but I've just been saying yes a little bit lately. And when I say yes, here, I, I want to let you into the real. You're like, well, Jay, Jay, you just got that direct thing. I want to tell you, like, I doubt a lot. Every time I have the sense that like, all right, this is going to be terrible. I know you've called me to it. I know I'm going to step into it. I don't want to. I'm embarrassed. I'm worried he's not going to show up. And here's what I've found. I step in and sometimes I feel like I fall flat on my face and it's as if it doesn't matter. And I'm like, that, that spoke to you. Like, Are you Okay. Because like, I fumbled out and I didn't know what I was saying. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to quit. And God does his stuff. But it's in stepping in and trusting his might by faith. And then you watch him show up and you're like, oh, he's real. I get this fresh encounter of God as you step in, like you said, right? As you step in, I'm worried when I'm walking up. He says, Duncan, I'm sure not. That's weird. <laughs> My kid just likes donuts, right? Right? I would have thought the same thing, by the way. I'm not buying you sugar tonight. 
but you show up and you step in anyways in the midst of doubt, fear, and a feeling of no peace. Listen to me. If you were looking for God to put you at ease before you step in, that's not the promise. He is peace within you and the assurance that you can step in because his peace is with you. I don't feel very peaceful, but a lot of my life I said, well, God, if you want me to, just give me the feeling. And I had feeling of terror, so I said, nope. <laughs> and I believe I missed out on a lot of what God had for me. But when I begin to press into the weird, I'm just saying, this doesn't feel good, but I know it's what I'm called into. So Lord, I don't want to, and I don't feel very powerful. In fact, I feel super inadequate and weak. I found that that's where he shows up and puts on a display that I'm like, yeah, I got, I got nothing to do with that one. I invite you into 2022 to be a part of what God desires you to be a part of. If you're sitting here like, well, I got a long way to go. Good, me too. I was um, a couple, I guess a couple days. The 27th is my dad's 60th birthday. So we celebrated in Dollywood. We went to Dollywood. The whole crew went. And we stayed in a hotel. And I couldn't sleep because I was frustrated. Anybody just get frustrated? I was just frustrated. So I woke up at like, I don't know, like five in the morning or something, and my family's asleep. I didn't sleep good in a hotel. My kids were cranky all night. My five-month-old didn't sleep, and I was cold all night. Anybody come on now, hotels? Just like, I didn't sleep good. I'm, I'm just mad. So I go down, and I go across the street, and I'm like, I'm going to find me some coffee because I feel that bad. I go find some coffee. I sit down, and I just start reading. I'm like, God, I'm pouring my heart. I'm just like telling him. I'm like telling him off a little bit. Not really, but like I'm just, I'm just angry. I don't know why. She had Christmas. It was supposed to be great. And I'm sitting there, and I start reading. And I don't ever know, like in my quiet time with him, like I don't know how I get places. Anybody do that? Like in your time of reading, you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> but I'm down with it. And I didn't even really plan on sharing this, but it's just like, it's so, I think, it's just so important, I have to tell you. I find this passage in Isaiah. This is what this passage says. It says, a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering flax he will not quench. You're like, cool. A reed is like one of those things, like when you go down to the river and there's like a kind of a stick that sticks out. And when you were a kid, you know, it took a while to break them off, right? Like you bend it back and forth. And then eventually you have to twist it and you're like, rip it off, right? He says, listen, when I come upon somebody that's bent and broken by something in the past, I'm not gonna break it off. I'm not gonna crush it. Listen to this. In a smoldering flax, which is like a little coal that's beginning to simmer, when I see it on the ground, I'm not going to stomp it out. I'm only going to blow it. I'm only going to add to the flame. Maybe you came in here for 2022 and you're like, I feel like I'm barely a flame. Not even a flame. I might be a spark right now. And I believe the word of the Lord is, I won't burn you out. Are you bruised by last year? I'm not going to break you. I'm going to heal you. If you feel like you're barely smoldering, God's going to step in. He's going to go, 
Something special is going to happen this year. It's going to be more than you expect. And it's not on you. It's on you to say, I want more. I want a little bit more. Give me more, God. So you go to Mark 7. And in Mark 7, a guy shows up to Jesus. He's been listening to him teach. And Jesus is teaching. And he's in awe of Jesus. And this is a teacher of the, of the law. And as he comes up to Jesus, he says, Jesus, like, tell me some more. Like, what's the greatest commandment that I should understand? And Jesus says this. He says, the greatest command is simply to love God and love the world, pretty much. This man looks at him and says, I know what you're talking about. He says, I realize that more than letting go of things in your life, it's really grabbing hold of that heart and having mercy because that's what we all need, you know? And Jesus says this, he says, realizing how much this man understood, he says, you are not far from the kingdom of God. A lot of my life I've lived around religious leaders and when you start telling what God is teaching you and showing you, I don't know if you've ever been here, but you get around them and they go, yeah, that's close, but, and then they like drop this like dictionary of God on you and you're like, I'm an idiot, you know? I should quit. I, I want to, I don't know. Look at how Jesus, the God man, does it. This guy's so close and he says, hey, listen, you're not far. Keep going. Do you feel like you're getting closer? Hey, keep going. Come on, keep going. You're not what you were last year. Keep, come on, keep going. Watch him show up, show out. But we know the whole truth now. That man wasn't far, but he wasn't in. Listen to me. He wasn't far, but he wasn't in. What more did he need to understand? You see, when you go after God, when you go after him, and you really want to go after him, you get to this place where you first start and you go, I'm going to let go of everything. Anybody do that at first? Everything out of my life except Jesus. And then you find yourself, you're like, just a little bit of this more. <laughs> you know, right? You go back 21 days. Some of us are going to be experiencing some of this, you know? See, that guy got past that point. And then he got to the part where he was like, man, like, ah, I need... I need something else. It's about a heart, not about letting things go. It's about a heart. Yes. But then when you decide that you're gonna love people, you're gonna love the people sitting next to you, really love them. I mean, you're gonna choose. I'm gonna really love them this year. 2022 is gonna be different. We're gonna love better. Anybody ever get to that point in your spiritual walk? I'm gonna love the greatest I've ever loved. And then you're like, I failed worse than I've ever failed. The thing that this man didn't understand and he never got to the point, but he was getting really close. Jesus says, you realize that you need a savior. You'll realize you need somebody to fill in the gaps of every single one of your mistakes and make you 100% right because you couldn't possibly do it. And you don't have enough love within yourself. You gotta receive it from somewhere else. The one who is love. That's what Jesus wanted him to understand. We have access to this. You have access to this spirit that wants to fill you and flood you for the work you were called to in 2022. And you are called, my friend, to anyone who would receive, it is yours. Do you want 
Do you desire to go after him in this way? Do you desire to be used in 2022? It's gonna be through his spirit, not by your power, not by your might. Do you think you're something? You're about to find out this year that you might need something. I promise you. It's where the gospel takes you. Do you wanna be used in 2022? If you do, we're about to sing a song that will be our heartbeat for this. One final thing before we sing. Jesus' disciples wanted to know how to do something really big. So they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. I wanna know how to pray because I realize that's why you can do all this stuff because you pray a lot, you know? We wanna be a part of something big. And so Jesus teaches them, you all know his prayer. Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He goes through that litany. And then he gets to the end and he says, hey, listen, if you ask anything according to my will, I will give it to you. It's actually a pleasure for me to give it to you. Some of us think God is up in heaven doing this and be like, all right, I guess this time, you know? No. According to his will, if you want to join him, you got it, get it. You can have it. Free gift. Any who will. And he says, listen to this, guys. If even you who are evil fathers know how to give something good, how much more will a truly good father give to those who are his? But he says, give his spirit to those. The truly good gift that God wants to give you is his presence. If you're looking for God to give you something else, can I tell you it's not good enough? He wants to give you more. He wants to give you his presence. Ask him. You can have it for free through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. You say, I'm not good enough. No, you're not, and you're dead right, but Jesus is good enough, and he says, I want to give it to you anyways. Ask me, do you want to follow God and his command for 2022? Receive from him. Tell him, Jesus, I want to follow you in 2022. Pour out your spirit upon me.